0: Hey, Pitchfork listeners, you may be familiar with a recent report from ProPublica showing that America's billionaires are paying almost no taxes. While our friends at the Center for American Progress recently held an event on the topic featuring a conversation between Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio and John Podesta, the founder of CAP. We thought it was a great conversation, so we're just dropping it into our feed and we hope you enjoy it.
1: Good afternoon and thank you for joining us. I'm Lily Roberts, Managing Director for Economic Policy at the Center for American Progress. Today, we're discussing fairness in our tax code and who better to discuss that topic than Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio, a champion for tax fairness and for economic fairness. As a Clevelander myself, I know that Senator Brown is also a champion for the people of Ohio, so I wanted to wish him well on a very special occasion. This week is the five-year anniversary of the 2016 World Championship Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the 2016 Cavs are almost as popular in Ohio as Senator Brown is. But back to taxes. Senator Brown chairs the Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Development especially relevant for today's event is that he's a senior member of the Finance Committee, which has jurisdiction over the tax code. Taxes have been in the news lately for several reasons, including this month's bombshell report from ProPublica. We learned that in recent years, some of the country's wealthiest people have paid a pittance in income taxes in relation to their massive gains in wealth. In many ways, ProPublica's report revealed what we already knew, or at least what we suspected, that America has two tax systems, One is for the super wealthy, where they decide when and where, and sometimes if they pay taxes, while they pay special low rates on much of their income. And there's another tax system for workers. Taxes are withheld directly from each paycheck that's earned. The way the tax code favors wealth over work has worsened economic inequality and the racial wealth gap. But this year, Congress has an opportunity to lay the groundwork for a more inclusive economy. The Rescue Act signed by President Biden in March took the first steps in that direction. One of the biggest steps was the expansion of the child tax credit and the earned income tax credit based on legislation sponsored by Senator Brown. In just a few weeks, more than 90% of families with children will begin receiving monthly installments of the expanded child tax credit. It's a truly historic achievement that will slash child poverty and help build a better future for tens of millions of American kids. Over the coming months, Congress has a chance to make those enhanced tax credits permanent, and to address the broader issues of tax fairness. We're thrilled that Senator Brown is here to discuss these plans. After his initial remarks, he'll be joined by CAPS founder and Chair John Podesta for a conversation, including questions that you can submit through the Q&A tab on Zoom. Senator Brown?
2: Lily, thank you. It's it's an honor to be here, and thanks for introducing me. And the the fifth anniversary of the Cavaliers' considering it was the year 2016. It's much of that year should be wiped off the calendar. So. I'm not sure, maybe you ought to try something different in the introduction next year, but thank you. That was really nice. I appreciate that. Um, And it's always good to be with John Podesta. Thanks for the work that you did. And I I will be brief because I I have to cut a little short for a vote and I want to take questions from John and just have a conversation. But thanks for bringing up what you said about the ProPublica report. We know that we have a system that works for billionaires and works for the largest corporations and frankly, pretty much nobody else. And this is a different time in our country now. We have a chance with this administration and this Senate, as narrow as the margin is um, to, you know, to, to go big in, in ways we have in a long time. I, I always say progressives don't win all that many times, but when we win, we really go big. And you can look at the times in our history when we've done that. And made a huge difference for the country for decades, and that's where we are now. We've we've spent years leading up to this watching politicians in Washington mm-hmm. hand out tax cuts to corporations and wealthy elites. We end up with a system, as you've pointed out, Lily, and as you all know, pay less in taxes sometimes than a teacher or a truck driver or a restaurant server. People are. They're, they're more than angry about it. It's why a lot of Americans, a lot of people in, in Cleveland, Lily, and in Ohio and across the country simply don't trust government. It's hard to blame them when they've watched politicians reward their rich friends and refuse to go after white collar tax cheats while auditing working class Americans. We have a system where that truck driver or server is more likely to get audited than a hedge fund manager. And that's not to mention decades of a trade policy and a tax policy that encouraged companies to shut down production in Dayton or Youngstown and reward them with weak environmental laws and, and, and any unenforced labor standards and tax breaks for moving jobs to Mexico or China. We have an opportunity and we're taking it this year to show America a different vision, a vision that puts our country first and puts our workers first. We have a—we will now have a trade policy that centers around workers, not the largest corporations in the country. A lot of this we've done in the rescue plan. The tax credits we passed are for the vast majority of American families, 92% of children in my home state of Ohio, 92% of children and so that's in you know the great, great majority of families in the state um, will we'll be able, we're, are eligible and will take advantage of the child tax credit. It will lift 40% of people in this country out of poverty, 40% of, uh, of people out of poverty. And even those who are desperately poor, it will move them closer to being out of poverty. Not enough, but it's what we need to do. I've, I've talked to a, um, a mother from Cleveland this week she said she's gonna use the CTC to help her pay for childcare so she doesn't have to, so she can go back to work for her family. It's That's the whole point of this, it makes, it gives kids opportunity that wouldn't have had opportunity before. We need to make those expansions permanent. Center for American Progress always weighs in on these issues in that way. I know you'll be part of it. We need to make sure while we make the child tax credit permanent, we make the wealthy and the largest corporations pay their fair share for the infrastructure. And when I say infrastructure, You know, it's not just highways and it's not what Mitch McConnell says, just highways and bridges and maybe a water and sewer system here and there. It's child care, it's it's broadband, it's the child tax credit, it's the earned income tax credit, it's building a foundation. So so low income and moderate income families have an opportunity for the American dream. We know that no company succeeds on its own the vast transportation network that gets an Amazon box from the warehouse to a family door wasn't built by Amazon. It's not maintained by Amazon. We all pay for that. So should the corporations that rely on those public goods to make their vast growing profits. Infrastructure, it is transportation. It's also the VA healthcare system. It's housing, it's broadband, it's public education. It's it's everything that CAPS fought for, that a lot of us in the Senate and House have passed for fought for. Our vision, our vision on taxes, and I'll close with this, and then do we John and I can have a conversation, is a clear break with the trickle down economics from the past. We know how we grow the economy best from the middle out. We've tried time and time again, you cut taxes on the rich It's what the Republicans, why they run. It's how they govern. It's what they always do that you cut taxes for the rich. They say it'll trickle down. It never does. We believe in building the economy from the middle out. That's why the child tax credit. That's why the earned income tax credit. That's why we want to invest in broadband. Why we want to invest in family policy. Uh, We show people that government's on their side with a CTC check with infrastructure. Um, with investment in their communities, with an, with an economy that delivers good paying jobs. And uh, people, I mentioned at the beginning people's cynicism and suspicion and mistrust of government. So much of that will will be on the road to fixing that when people see that, oh, my government's actually on my side, I, I, want, I want voters in Macon, Georgia in the summer of 2022 to say, you know, I voted, for, I voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I voted for Ossoff and Warnock and you know my life got better. And that's, um, that's really what this is all about, to deliver, to make people's lives better, to remind them that 50 Democrats voted for the child tax credit, plus the vice president, 50 Republicans voted against it on every one of these issues. We know who's on the side of the American public uh, and we move forward. Uh, John, questions from uh, John Podesta conversation. Thanks.
0: Senator, let me, uh, let me just start by thanking you for doing this event and for your remarks, but really uh, really thanking you for a lifetime of championship for working people. You really are one of our heroes here at CAP and we uh, view you as a strong partner and we, it's, it's great that you're here. I know you don't have much time, let me uh, dive right into it. Would you describe, Senator, really uh, two different tax systems, really, one, one for the very wealthy Uh, and people whose income really comes from wealth. And the other from uh, uh, that uh, goes, applies to working people. And it's not just teachers and truck drivers, but doctors and accountants, anybody who's making their uh, living through wages as opposed to wealth uh, is affected by this. So what are the big things we need to do about this? Uh, You know, there's a lot of proposals on the table to raise the capital gains rate, to step the basis, et cetera. What do you think the most important ways in which that we can rebalance this tax system to give more fairness to it?
2: Well, you you start with uh, making permanent tax credit and the earned income tax credit. The most important thing is to put money, you know, that the American recovery plan was, was putting shots in people's arms and, and kids back in school and money in people's pockets and people back at workers back in their jobs. So it all it all focuses on on the dignity of work and all focuses on 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 that. Um, but the most important thing is putting money in the pockets of, of 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 working class families, so that they know government's on their side. I think we look at a whole host of other things on capital gains, on the estate tax, on raising the the um, on 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 understanding who has who has skated free that far too many wealthy people have paid little or no tax. Uh, you said it exactly right. If you're a wage earner and you file a W-2, they, they know how much money you make and you pay. It's not as steeply graduated income tax like it used to be when you and I were kids, John, but it's um, it's it's a graduated income tax. It's the right way to do that. Um, but it's, um, it, but so, so I, I think it starts now, and, I, and we also, um, to pay for infrastructure, to pay for the Families Act, all this, um, one of the other things we do, I was talking with um, former, former committee chair, Henry Waxman, whom John knows pretty well, today about drug prices, that if we do, if, if we have Medicare negotiate drug prices, on behalf of Medicare beneficiaries that will save billions and billions of dollars, that money could be plowed back in to help pay for some of the, some of the provisions in the families act in the, in the infrastructure bill. And what we're going to do in the future is we make the child tax credit permanent.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Lily talked about this uh, ProPublica report, which talked about the fact that these billionaires are paying little or no taxes. Uh, there, there's also a problem on the corporate side, of course, they are uh, 55 large corporations that paid no taxes uh, in recent years. The corporate tax rate for the largest corporations is around 8%, Not the, uh, uh, as a result really of the 2017 Trump tax cuts. Um, it, in terms of uh, going after those questions, one of the proposals that's on, uh, that the president's proposed is to raise the uh, corporate tax rate back up to 28%. Uh, Secretary Yellen's also uh, really championed proposals to ensure that there's fairness in international taxation. What do you think the chances that uh, that the Senate can actually pass those this year?
2: Well, I think we're going to figure out. I I don't know if it'll get up to 28. I think it it should be significantly higher, as you, as you point out, John. It was brought. It was brought from 35 down to 21 with the Trump tax giveaway. 70. Just to think about where we start this debate. 70 percent of the benefits from the Trump tax cut. And keep in mind, they didn't care about the budget deficit in those days, as you know, when they when they cut. To, they originally, the beginning of Trump's term back in Lilly's magical year of 2016, well, the year after, I guess, 2017, the beginning of his term, they talked about a trillion dollar infrastructure plan. Then one day they just decided, well, we don't wanna do a trillion for infrastructure, we'll do a trillion in tax cuts and it ended up being half again bigger than that. And 70% of those tax cuts went to the wealthiest 1% in this country. So when we talk about raising corporate taxes or taxes on the wealthy, start with that understanding. We just need to we just need to close that gap of the tax giveaway of of five years ago. We're not we're not even four years ago. We're not even really talking about increasing taxes because it's still not as much as it was back then. I think there are other things we can do to make it fair. So I think you start with that. And most, of, most or all of my democratic colleagues are willing to claw back much of that corporate tax. I don't know that we'll get to 28. I think there's some in our caucus who are more conservative than you and I are, John. But um, I think we'll make, a, we'll, we'll make a run at it. We will close the tax gap. Yeah, I was talking to the commissioner of the IRS long conversation late Friday afternoon last week about child tax credit and about the, um, the, the, the uh, getting access through the portal on, on, on non-filer portal at, at IRS for child tax credit. We're also talking about the tax gap. And he says he says it's more than a trillion dollar tax gap, what is owed and what is collected. So we have a lot of avenues to collect a lot of corporate Tax and wealthy people dollars that simply haven't been carrying their fair share in the last um, 10, 20, 50 years, whatever.
0: I saw that Senator Manchin said today uh, that he thought we needed to invest in human infrastructure. And I think he was talking about the child tax credit and things like that, uh, and that we had to unwind the Trump tax cuts, which are overweighted, which leads me to a question, which is, were Uh, all following this bipartisan infrastructure conversation that's going on. Uh, It's clear that Republicans don't wanna uh, pay for that with raising taxes on corporations. They wanna put the burden really on uh, consumers and and, uh, workers. Um, But if this uh, comes about, and there's some good investments in it, but if it comes about I think there's the Republicans are betting it probably closes the door on reconciliation if they give a little more on infrastructure. Democrats are betting that it opens the door. What do you what do you think the <laughs> it, what's what's going to happen? I know people are really on pins and needles trying to figure out can we get to if there's a bipartisan infrastructure bill can we ever get to uh, to a reconciliation bill where Democrats have shown a willingness to. Uh, Create some uh, fairness and make the right kind of investments in clean energy and child. uh, The
2: bipartisan uh, stand in the way of going big. Period.
0: Let me let me illustrate this way. When
2: Joe Biden, uh, you know Biden pretty well, John, and I I I served him a couple of years but he was pretty much leaving the Senate during those two years running for president, vice president back a decade plus ago, and he um. But I've traveled with him a lot around Ohio and all and. I think when he first decided to run for president this time and this attempt, he um, he thought he was going to restore America to a pre-Trump normalcy. Then the pandemic hit, and the great revealer of wealth inequality, uh, structural racism, and what are our moral our moral obligations on climate. Biden understands that he can be without the ego. He doesn't have the ego of the size of many presidents. <laughs> that he he needs to be lbj and fdr he needs to go big and there is there is no way that any democrat accepts the whatever the bipartisan agreement is if in fact there is one with pay force because the republicans want to pay with it pay for a gas tax we want to use corporate taxes and when and, and making the rich pay a little more or a lot more um but that cannot stand the way we go big this is our this is the First chance in years we've had to, to go really big on, on dealing with wealth inequality and structural racism, on climate, on, on giving opportunity to lower income families. I, I did a roundtable in my banking housing committee, the committee I chair now, um, with, uh, on the dignity of work. And there was a woman from southern West Virginia, from Joe Manchin State, and she said something along the lines of uh, the words worker and poor shouldn't be in the same sentence. And working working and poor shouldn't be in the same sentence. And she she struck me. I didn't know her life story. She looked to be, I assume, in her 50s, maybe sixties. And she uh, she struck me as somebody that struggled all her life in low-wage jobs. And she's referred to as the working poor. And people that work as hard as she's worked her whole life should not be poor. And that that's that's the the star to which we aim, at which we aim always in the work we do. And it, that we should honor work. People that work hard should be able to get ahead, should have a decent life, a decent life expectancy, a decent quality of life. And our country's not doing that now. And this is the chance in 2021 with this Democratic president, a progressive president, with this Democratic Senate, a mostly progressive Senate, and a progressive Speaker of the House um, that we deliver.
0: Well, we know that the Republicans, from what Mitch McConnell and others have said, aren't going to give you any help. So you sound pretty optimistic that we're going to get to that reconciliation bill either in two steps or one step, but we're going to get there. Yeah, and we're going to get there yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, I, I completely agree with that. Let me ask you one last question. I know you have to go vote, uh, which is President Biden, you, you sort of uh, alluded to this. President Biden's proposed an additional $80 billion over 10 years for IRS enforcement, which raises $320 billion. So you get uh, uh, a net of $240 billion. Uh, is there appetite for that? And do you think amongst Democrats in, in the Hill to, to provide yeah, those absolutely. resources to go after those uh, tax cheats who are really uh, evading taxes, particularly at the at the top? Absolutely. I, I don't think there's a Democrat in the Senate that
2: doesn't think we should should increase. I mean, we, we've seen the IRS budget go like this um, because Republicans have insisted that budget, that that the IRS have fewer dollars to audit. While they've said, let's audit more CTC and EITC, and they rarely, relatively rarely find cheaters there. There might be somebody because they're not always as sophisticated as having corporate lawyers and accountants that don't fill their tax and turns out exactly. Correctly, so they might they might recoup a few dollars from the IRS. Um, they're always pushing back on any expenditures to do what we really need to do on on you know and, and it's it's complicated. I mean, auditing auditing a hedge fund takes great skill and great experience, and IRS doesn't have the employees with the long term professional experience that that we need. Not enough of them, so it's going to be a process. But we've got to. We've got to infuse them with more dollars to do what they need to do. That'll be part of the reconciliation bill, I'm almost certain. Um, and that that's not, you know, the Republicans are gonna whine about that because they're always there about protecting their rich friends and their corporate interests. But uh, let the whining begin for that because that's clearly the right thing to do.
0: All well, right. Senator, I know, I know you gotta go vote. We're hearing from your staff, but I just want to say thank you again for, for, uh, being, for doing this event but for your championship, keep fighting. We're behind you. And, you know, we, we just got to get this done. And, and as you note, it's got to get done in the next couple of months. So uh, we're in there with you. Thank you, Lily. Thank you. And thanks. Thanks for Center for American Progress. Your work is, we
2: look to you. I remember in the, when I was working against the Iraq war back in, or that was early part of this century and I was in the house and I look to what you were putting together, John, there, and it made a yeah. huge difference when Democrats weren't in the majority, and now we are, and you help us deliver big. So thank you, everybody. Good Thanks. to see you.
0: Thanks, Senator. I remember talking to Jack Murtha uh, about that, right. just That's before he went and, and kind of really turned the tide.